through the hottest heats, through the coldest freezes, the big dogs always make it through. The toughest of the tough, the roughest of the rough. You're never gonna find two bigger dogs than we got like ladies and gentlemen. It's Matt Icorn and Jordan Siegel. Wow, what a great intro. Uh, but yeah. whoever that was, um, amazing. They, they should be they should be on the Yeah, thank you. They should be doing the trailers. But everybody welcome to Big Dog Ball Talk with Matt Icorn and Jordan Siegel. Jordan, what's going on? Not much, man. Just uh, hanging out, enjoying watching these basketball games. It was we're recording here Thursday night, and last night it felt like every team in the NBA played. It was great. You had games all through the night, so much fun. And then tonight, just as uh, just before we started recording, just before we hopped on, the Raptors have, are no longer on a losing streak, so I'm feeling good. Beat our rivals, the Sixers. Yep, yep. Love it. Big dub. I mean, that they really need that one too. Uh, I believe it's like one. Yep. 109 at 115-108, something like that. Uh, so a close one, but in Philly. So, you know, good win for them to, to bounce back. Uh, again, I mean, not that this is a segment or anything we're even going to get into, but, man, on Twitter, like, we were talking about this going into the season. We were previewing the Raptors. These bandwagon guys are still kicking around. <laughs> they're still leeching onto us. Oh, yeah, yeah, Siakam comes yeah. back for one game. They're already talking, trade Siakam, three-game lose, blah, 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 blah. Shut the fuck up. What are you talking about? <laughs> I yeah. don't, I don't get what they're like. What do you want? The guy just had surgery. He's coming back. He's not even playing that badly. Like I don't, yeah. I, we're not supposed to be winning. We're, we're overperforming. Like, I don't think people realize that like, yes, we had, we were a decent team. We might make the playoffs, but like, yeah. don't expect anything more than like an eight seed. Like you don't like, I, I don't know what the, what the point of all this is. Like, I don't what why, why, why are the, why is the fan base just crying? No matter what, they're never, they're never satisfied, man. Well, that's what you're saying. That's what we're saying. It's not like it's not the core fan base, Matt. It's not us. It's not the 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 the, the true people who have kind of been through the wars. It's yeah, it's the people who sort of jumped on in 2019 and now think anything less than that. They're kind of nitpicking this shit. But this like this Raptor season, I'm already I don't even care what happens. I'm already so excited just because of yeah. Scotty Barnes. And we'll get into it, I'm sure, when we talk about the Raptors a little bit um uh you know in, in the pod. But yeah. uh, this is an exciting season by Raptors standards, even though they're just hovering around 500 right now. It's better than I thought they were doing. And there's just way more to look forward to. They've got a bunch of young guys. Uh, Siakam's just coming back. We won't really know what he's going to be like until probably a couple weeks even. So uh, yeah, fuck, fuck, fuck the Twitter Raptors. Uh, I'm I'm convinced half of them are bots anyway. So yeah, probably. I I wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) It's a, uh, yeah, it, 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 it's definitely one of those things where, again, it's like it's classic Toronto sports, you know? Like, uh, obviously, yeah, probably yeah. our listeners probably don't care about hockey. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, basketball rules all. But, uh, you know, even the Leafs, I mean, they put together some good teams. Obviously, they've choked a lot of these years. But the Toronto media yeah. doesn't even give them a second to breathe. They mess up once. They're calling oh. Phil Kessel a hot dog eating bastard. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not that that's, like, uh, totally untrue. But, I mean, you don't have to say it to them. Uh, regardless, Flegel, uh, it's been wild. There's tons and tons of stories going on. We kind of want to lead off with this one, though, because we think it's interesting. Uh, obviously, it's uh, it's just been rumblings. It hasn't been anything too serious. But, uh, I mean, this is the first real trade offer that kind of could make sense, potentially, uh, for yep. Ben Simmons. And, obviously, you know, he's 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 healthy. So, like, he, he could be traded at any time now. So, we're just kind of trying to figure out when and where he's going to be landing. He's physically healthy. He's physically yes, healthy. Physically. We don't know and, about uh... – Hey, I, and I'm a big mental health advocate guy, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Was, uh, but, yes. but, 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 Ben Simmons is fine. <laughs> like Ben Simmons is totally. He is just being a bitch about this. I don't know what he's he's crying about there. Um, but yeah, Ben Simmons just needs to, you know, relax. Just 
just take take the opportunity to go anywhere. Same with Darren Moore. Just just send him anywhere. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, but the the trade we're talking about in question here is a a, a package centered around Jalen Brown. So that would be sending Ben Simmons to the Celtics, uh, and uh, of course Jalen Brown then to the Philadelphia 76ers. I think that if you are the Sixers, you pull that trigger immediately. Like oh, I would do that one thousand percent. I we think. All, yep. I'd I think, give up a pick. Yeah. I would, I would yeah. give up all my picks. Yeah, I think that you might have to like give up, you know, uh, I don't know, like uh, just to make the money work. Cause I know Ben Simmons contracts like almost 10 million more. Uh, so just to make the numbers work, but it wouldn't be much. Uh, but I mean, for the fit on the team, I mean, Jalen Brown would be amazing. Perfect fit in Philly. Yeah. Uh, that's the only, that's like my biggest takeaway from this whole thing. I don't think this is a trade that's going to happen, uh, ultimately. Um, but it's interesting to talk about and, um, it's interesting timing coming out right now, but like all I could mm-hmm. think of is how good a team uh, would be if you have Joel Embiid and Jalen Brown. That would be such a good team. It even without the uh, Sixers kind of like skeleton of other pretty competent players uh, mm-hmm. around them, which they're kind of showing now. Like even with Embiid out, you know they're competing in some of these games, winning them, um, and you know are, are still doing well this season, uh, which is you know a testament to them considering everything that's going on there. But uh, Jalen Brown and Joel Embiid, that would be, uh, like, like I, I've kind of said this before, I love my kind of big guy and little guy combos. Uh, and that would be, you know, it, it wouldn't be quite as dominant of a version, but kind of like a Kobe and Shaq uh, mm-hmm. type type pairing there, where you have the really kind of dynamic two guard who can score from anywhere on the floor, loves to attack the basket, can shoot it and can defend like crazy. And then you have the, you know, the dominant big man who can go for 30 and 15 every night. And uh, so like I said, I don't think this trade is going to go through, but if something like that were to happen, yeah, from the Sixers perspective, I would pull that trigger immediately. I'd be begging the Celtics uh, for, for someone like Brown uh, in exchange for Ben Simmons. But I think the the Celtics uh, basically are sort of the ones that are going to stop this deal because yeah. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't give up uh, Brown for for Simmons. Well, uh, and, and I, especially I, like, just based on personnel, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, yeah. It's not like they're like they're very different players, but there's no way that uh, I mean, from my perspective, there's no way a uh, Ben Simmons and Jason Tatum uh, sort of centered team is better than a Jason mm-hmm. Tatum and Jalen Brown center team. And um, it's kind of coming like you know, Daryl Morey's playing hardball with every other GM out there, saying, you know, he he's the one who's saying uh, Jalen Brown has to be in the deal if I'm going to give yeah, you Simmons, yeah. but. Uh, but yeah, like it's not like you are taking someone like some of the other Ben Simmons trade packages would be Ben Simmons goes somewhere to help a defense, mm-hmm. but the Celtics don't really need, like if they swap out Simmons for Brown, they're not, I don't think they're really on the whole improving their defense all that much. Cause Jalen Brown is an incredible wing defender. Like he's really mm-hmm. underrated in that sense, I think, uh, cause he gets, you know, a lot of shine for what he does on the offensive end, but like I mentioned before, when the Celtics played the Raptors in that bubble series, uh, Jalen Brown was guarding Pascal Siakam that whole series, and he was part of the reason that Siakam struggled so much. Obviously, his struggles were beyond that, but uh, like he, he really shut him down some of those games, and he had a really hard time, even though Siakam has a big height advantage over, over uh, Jalen Brown. He uh, really had a really hard time scoring on him. So, yeah, I, like I, I love Jalen Brown, and you know it, it would be interesting if this deal went through, but if you're the Celtics, I just don't think you're doing it. That being said, I don't hate the idea of Simmons on the Celtics in some capacity, but yeah. if you are uh, Brad Stevens, who's now the GM there, 
I would be saying, yeah, I, I would take Ben Simmons. You know, if 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 you think he can be sort of rehabilitated and in a different place, actually play to his full potential, uh, I think that trio, like Brown, Tatum, and Simmons, would be yeah. a great, uh, you know, sort of middle trio, uh, yeah, kind of a big three, uh, provided Simmons can you know get back to the sort of all-star play that he was at for parts of last year. Yeah. Um, but uh, so yeah, the, you know, the, if you think you can do that, I would say yeah, you can have anyone but uh, Brown and Tatum, but. Again, I don't think Daryl Morey will go for that because he's. I don't just think there's out. anyone on the Celtics he'd want. I mean, no, like, there's no no one else really to entice him. The best, the best guy you could get, maybe. I mean, Robert Williams, just because he's a young guy. But I mean, what? Why would you trade like a like a all like a multiple time All Star? Uh, you know, I guess guard technically and Ben Simmons for uh, you know, a, a glor. It would be Embiid's backup, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so I, I I don't see that happening. Uh, and again, I think that a big three of, you know, Tatum, Brown and Simmons would be really exciting to watch. They'd all be fast, yeah. and long, and they'd be able to defend everywhere. That'd be crazy. I, I don't think that would be the case, but you know, I think I could talk myself because the second I heard it, I'm like, that's a, that would be a steal for Philly. That would be a train wreck for Boston, but yeah, I could kind of talk myself into it just that like this, the Celtics could like, let's hypothetically, I'm just off the top of my head saying like, you know, a lineup, it would be, you know, uh, Let's say it would be, you know, Schroeder, Marcus Smart, uh, Ben Simmons, Jason Tatum, Al Horford. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. that's they, that's a long and like they would be a lot of defense on that. I mean, Dennis Schroeder is a little bit wiry, but again, like he he's proven like at least when he was on OKC, like, you know, he was playing defense, even with the Lakers, he was OK on D. Um, but I mean, nothing insane. And then obviously yeah, yeah. Marcus Smart, Al Horford, uh, the old, old man Horford, he's still kicking the tires. He's yeah. doing all right out there. Uh, but like. Even then, like I, yeah, as you said, like I just don't see that that team being better with Ben Simmons instead of Jalen. It would Brown. be with Jalen Brown, yeah. I yeah. think it limits them, right? Because I mean, obviously, you probably improve a little bit defensively. Uh, you get a little bit more height and length, but other than that, and then I guess obviously more playmaking. But I don't really think that's the issue for the Celtics right now. Uh, yeah, and honestly. I think that the issue really with them is just depth. Like if they were going to move anybody, you should be getting like multiple young pieces to develop or picks or something. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. Cause it's really like they're, they're, they're bigs, like their big players are doing well. Like they're always in, it's very rare that you see the Celtics can really get blown out. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, and, and that's why, again, I always think they're a confusing team to, you know, to, to guess on. Like, that's why I kind of had them like maybe bubble playoff team this year. Cause I, I don't really, uh, it's, they're hard to gauge. Um, yeah. you never know like Tatum and Brown could go off and they could win like 50 games be a top three seed or they could you know just get the the raw end of the stick and they end up getting you know uh bounced out and they're the ninth seed or the tenth seed in the end of the day uh yeah. but again yeah. when you look at it inside for the Sixers though again Tobias Harris gets to go back to being a, a number three scoring option which I mean we've talked about this before that's perfect for him I mean just yeah. the floor out you know uh when the when you're when your stars like the big dogs are kind of they need to rest then you give it to him and he comes in he's serviceable he can get his own buckets uh yeah. and, and yeah just a really good complimentary player kind of a, I always look at him as kind of like a Kevin Love on the Cavs uh yeah you know, yeah, yeah. gem that you can keep around there uh not shut up to Adam Sandler uh, but yeah, it's a, uh, is that what that movie's called? I don't even know, man. That movie sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah they, you didn't like uh, it? I hate it. Was, KG was hated the best it. actor of all time. What are you talking about? Oh, I hate that movie. That's, that's for another podcast. We'll go over some sports movies. I'll rant about that. Oh my God. I, I don't it. know. I kind of like that one. I, mean, I liked it, <laughs> but yeah, I don't remember it well enough, but yeah, well, we'll maybe we'll do a live watch of hidden gems. If everyone wants <laughs> yeah, to, yeah. yeah, we'll stream it. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's it, again, I don't see this trade happening. But this is like one of the first Simmons trades or rumors I've heard of. That's like, I've been like, okay, hey, this is exciting. Cause this could like, 
like I could see this in like the realm of possibility that they could make this work. But one thing that when I kind of was researching and, and again, it's all rumors. So like all this could just be smoke. Right. Uh, yeah. And no, and they, it could not even have been true from the get go. But uh, you know, apparently the Sixers side, they still want picks on top of that. Oh my. And it's like, Christ. I wouldn't give up a first round pick and Jalen Brown to get Ben Simmons. No, no chance. No one. No world. I think, like, I don't think that, um, I keep wanting to say Danny Ainge because it just old yeah, habits, but same, Brad yeah. Stevens, I don't think Brad Stevens is even considering this, honestly. Like, uh, maybe, you know, he, I, I'm sure he's, you know, thinking about it and looking at his options, but this yeah. specific trade, uh, especially yeah, if you get into needing to give up, you know, ship, ship picks as well. Like, I, I really don't think many people are interested in, like, even if you look at the, just obtaining Ben Simmons, uh, regardless of who you ship out, there's yeah. like this issue of like, what, what if he's going to be unhappy with your organization? Uh, you know, like it, this is just, uh, I don't know what Ben Simmons and his camp think this is doing, but uh, as this kind of drags out, yeah, maybe some people, you know, someone will eventually talk themselves into um, this guy's, you know, potential and mm -hmm. uh, skill as a player, but, at the same time, he's not really uh, endearing himself to anyone right now. Like, if I was a GM, I would probably just say, I don't want to touch this guy. Yeah. Uh, he's doing something that we haven't seen. And I mean, I can't remember ever seeing something like this, like a holdout like this, where both the team and the player uh, say, you know, these are basically irreconcilable differences. You're going to have to leave. But I, I can't find anyone who actually wants you or, you know, there's, there's no deal that's good enough. Like, I just, uh, we've never seen this. He's acting in a way that is just so unprecedented. And it's like, yeah, uh, yeah what, if, what if he turns around a couple months after we trade for him and decides he doesn't want to play for us? And, you know, yeah. uh, it, there's, there's just too many question marks. So, but I will say while we're on the topic of Simmons, it's, it's funny that like we're talking about the, the Jalen Brown and Celtics package too, because uh, another package I've liked from the beginning, I thought it was going to be, you know, I, I, what I'm referring to is from Portland. I thought it was going to be McCollum, but the way sort of Dame looks right now, the way he's mm -hmm. kind of struggling and seems, it seems almost to be uh, something even more than just the game. Like he, he seems like he's not really having fun when he's out there playing uh, yeah. lately. And there's the whole uh, investigation into Neil O'Shea out there, their, their GM. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, you know, there was the, all the controversy with the Billups hire and, you know, there, Dame has been through a lot. And he's uh, been since, struggling. And, and not to mention he's struggling, he, you know, he's, he's, uh, you know, frustrated right now. He had comments about the, like we talked about the, the new rule changes. Yeah, boo-hoo, 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 they're well, not, this, they, the refs need to get this together. Grow up, man. Yeah, he said the calls are unacceptable. The refing's unacceptable. It's like, yeah. okay, whatever. The ball, he can't shoot from the logo anymore because the refs aren't, yeah. uh, <laughs> the refs aren't, yeah, you're shooting 18% from deep, game. That's why, it's because of the refs. Yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, anyway, I, I always thought it was going to be the McCollum, but uh, again, like mm -hmm. we said, I'm uh, Daryl's not going to go for that. He doesn't consider him one, uh, you know, one of the difference makers quote unquote, that he says he'll only trade uh, Ben Simmons for, but uh, obviously uh, you know, there's no doubt that he would consider Dame one of those difference sure. makers. And I don't know, man, like this situation's out there, out there as, uh, as the trailblazers continue to struggle, it's, you know, might get a little more shaky and, if Dame goes into the front office and asks for, for a trade, um, you know, that would be a good package. I, I, I think that the 76ers could not say there's no way they would say no to that if he no. became available. And honestly, I think that's what Daryl Moore is doing. I think he's just refreshing his, you know, his page or he's got mm -hmm. like 
fucking cameras set up outside of Dame's house and in you know, the Trailblazers facility, just waiting yeah. to see, you know, what's going on. Cause it kind of seems like a train wreck over there so far uh, yeah. in, uh, in Portland. So, you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Uh, maybe Daryl, you know, at the end of this, we'll get someone like that. Maybe he was smart uh, as frustrating as this is though. Like the more it drags out, I'm like, just trade him, trade him yeah. to a Sacramento, trade him, trade him yeah. anywhere. But uh, you know, it, it, we'll see. We'll see. It's just well, two they, two immovable objects on either side here. Yeah. So you know, well, someone something's got to give at some point. It's it's funny that you know you bring up uh, the Sixers because when they played Philly, uh, Portland, that is, uh, they were chanting, "We want Lillard." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I no, mean, yeah. obviously, it wouldn't be an issue with the fans. I mean, obviously, I don't think any fan base would complain about getting Lillard. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think. I, and again, we're talking about fits. I mean, another perfect fit. Um, but I mean, realistically, I was going to throw this one out one more time. One, one thing just with the Celtics, uh, Jalen Brown, a first round pick, you know, we said we weren't throwing that in, yeah. but you get Ben Simmons and Furkan Korkmaz. Hey, now there's that's, that's where the first round pick. Yeah, never mind. I forgot if he's available, it changes everything. <laughs> I, I don't think, I think he might be untouchable, man. He's getting to, uh, <laughs> he's getting to the goat status, uh, which, uh, you know, we might as well get into right now. Uh, you know, oh, I, I, I had seen, I had seen some. I'd seen some weird rumblings, you know, we're to finish up this trade talks of Brandon Ingram for Andrew Wiggins trade, something centered around that package. Why would the Warriors give up Wiggins? Oh, <laughs> baby, a triple cat. Watch your head. Uh, bang, 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 bang. Wiggins, baby. He's back. He's the goat. 35 points, four boards and the dub. Anthony Edwards, who we don't care. Uh, 45, 48 could be uh, a four to eight shift, man. I don't care. Uh, we're, we're, we're all about Wiggins right now. Jordan, uh, how much did you love watching Wiggins go off last night and where do you rank him in your top five? Okay. Well, you take it easy there, Matt, but in all seriousness, mm-hmm. I did like seeing Wiggins, uh, my fellow boy from Vaughn, uh, dunk on cat's head a couple times there last yep. night was shooting the ball super well. Uh, and just, just quickly, cause I need to mention this. I was just scrolling, um, the, uh, Instagram as I often do. And I see, because uh, uh, Anthony Edwards had a crazy scoring game in this game as well. Yeah, so I, yeah. I, so I, I'm looking and I see like a Bleacher Report or something post that's like Anthony Edwards, uh, you know, going off or whatever. And I see him screaming and I'm like, uh, oh, did the Timberwolves beat the Warriors? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I go and look at the fucking final score. No, they did not. And I'm like, oh my God, what a perfect like summation of what's going on. Uh, yeah. what, what, the Timberwolves organization. They got close. I think that... <laughs> They were down yeah, like it's not 15. a blowout, I guess, but and the, like so I watched the game and they were down like the Timberwolves were down pretty early because again when we'll get to the Warriors that who have been a wagon so far nine and one I mean they they yeah. right now they're the best team in the league uh, which is crazy to think uh, but yeah they were they were they were in it uh, like from the beginning then they went down and then Anthony Edwards like Ant Man just went off he just started getting yeah. all of his shots to fall he was finishing on the inside he was he was making a lot of nice jump shots uh, yeah. I mean again like. They've got a real one there. Uh, Anthony Edwards is, is sick. I love him uh, on and off the court. Great guy, great character, great athlete. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, Wiggins just kind of spoiled it on them. Again, Curry also is good, of course. I mean, when isn't he good? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think he had about 25 points. You know, he had his yeah, yeah. rebounds and his assists thrown in there as well. Um, but yeah, the Warriors have just been cooking, man. And it's, yeah. it's again, I, I kind of, it's, it's weird because I hate the Warriors so much because again, like as most as most sports fans would could tell you, any like dynasty that just like 
dominates and destroys every team for years and years that has like a, a reign like the Warriors did, you kind of have always, you're always bitter about it. But then as yeah. time passes, you kind of start to reminisce and you get a little nostalgic and you miss it. This team yeah. kind of reminds me of like that 2015 team. Oh yeah, big uh, time. Like, yeah, not, these guys. Not a lot of yeah, they don't have the same. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just gonna, I was totally agree yeah. with you. They don't have the same feeling as when Kevin Durant was there, no, no. Uh, or even after the first championship, uh, the the seven three and nine season. Like, yeah, this just feels like a kind of underdog team. Even though that's kind of weird to say because I know their core has won uh, three championships at this point. You know, uh, yeah. between um, Curry, Draymond, and and Clay. But of course, Clay's out and. They're, they're two second leading scorers are freaking Andrew Wiggins, Wiggins and Jordan Poole. Like these, yeah. this is not the same team. So yeah, I totally agree. Uh, just, it feels very like plucky kind of underdog story, just like 2015. So I love the energy and shout out to Andrew Wiggins, 35 points, zero assists, goose egg, a classic, uh, classic Andrew Wiggins game. I love it. I love why it. do you, nice yeah. Why, why pass the ball when you can just score every time? That's what yeah, I do, right. man. You, that's why I was like at my runs today, man. They were calling me the red rocket again. You were talking about uh, a dog before this uh, podcast was, started, yeah. man. That's what they were calling me. So wow. maybe they listen to the podcast. Maybe this is kind of a weird little thing there, but uh, yeah, it was shades of 2016, man uh but yeah it's a uh it, it's it's interesting because again i still i watch the warriors play and they play good teams like we haven't played like just like all bad teams. well actually i want to i want to i won't interrupt you now but i want to get in on that but go ahead, sure. go ahead. yeah i i i think we, we've talked with the warriors before uh like i think a couple weeks ago uh and you know we did go over the schedule and it has been easier than you know a lot of other teams but still like yeah. it's like they've had good wins uh and, yeah no they and, have they have, yeah and like they're in every game and it's it's just weird because like I, I I still don't think that they're like finals contenders or anything. Like I wouldn't even call them a dark horse right now. I think they're just kind of playing above their heads. Like I I, I don't think they're even gonna like they they maybe will get to fifty wins. Like I don't I, I see them more in like the forty seven to forty eight. Like I think they'll be just short. Uh, right. But again, like you have Steph Curry, he's always gonna be able to will you. You got Wiggins. Need I say more? Uh, but again, as we said, like all these other guys are really chipping in. They're playing well. Steve Kerr's got everybody running in their system. And again, like you got to give it up to the front office because they're really they are really really good at finding these guys that they can just plug in, and then they're immediately yeah. like they're already feeling good. And it's I think it's just you know you you find all these guys that have a lot of grit. They might not be the best defenders. You find these guys with a lot of grit that can shoot the ball, and then you're good. Like Jordan Poole was a yeah. great, great guy for them. You know, to I believe he was drafted by them, obviously, and he's been, you know, he ro- yeah. he rocked around to the G League for a bit. Uh, but yeah, he's really coming into his own. I mean, he's probably going to be up there in the you know the MIP candidate uh, when it's all said and done. Yeah. Uh, probably not a front runner. Um, but yeah, I, I I mean I'm I'm imp- I'm very impressed by the Warriors. Uh, but I'm definitely not like like if I was out there in the West and I'm a fan of another contending team, I wouldn't be worried about the Warriors. Yeah, it's interesting because a lot of people like people just coming out of the woodwork you know after even even a few few games ago and you know obviously the warriors have yeah. been just sort of stuck at one loss uh for a while now so they you know they've they've been on kind of a long winning streak now and people just coming out and saying oh my god oh yeah i could see the warriors getting to the finals 100 <laughs> percent. yeah they're finals contenders and i'm like where was this well like it, yeah. it, it's been like a couple weeks two two or three weeks here uh where was this before the season because no one was really saying that they were kind of too scared to say it and i know it's just such a sexy pick, you know, because Steph Curry is just still he's he's kind of like he, he didn't he never overtook uh, LeBron for like popularity. But mm-hmm. like he's just kind of like the guy that everybody loves. Everyone loves to root for Steph Curry. Sure. Um, and, you know, he he's incredible. So, you know, it makes sense. Yeah. But I, yeah. I just uh, everyone yeah, talking about the Warriors being the, these finals contenders all of a sudden. 
I'm a little suspect of their nine and one record because though they have had signature wins, like they, they beat the Lakers and the Clippers uh, right away. The first two games of the season. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but the Lakers have proven to be kind of a shit show, especially yeah, yeah. early on. And that and was Clippers a comeback win in the fourth. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a close game. And uh, like they, they, I believe they've had uh, OKC twice. They've had the Rockets. They've had, um, they beat the Hornets when they were kind of starting to slide. I know the Hornets are kind of, you know, better than they've been in recent years. Um, but, uh, and they beat the Hawks. That was a good win. Albeit, you oh, know, the yeah. Hawks are really struggling right now. Like the yeah. Hawks are not exactly playing up to their strength. So, Concerned yeah, the Warriors panic, are winning. Man. Well, well, yeah, all <laughs> getting there to panic yeah. with the Hawks. We'll, we'll get to them if this, this keeps up. But uh, I just, I, I want to see more with the Warriors because, uh, you know, right now they're number one in defense and number three, I believe, in offense. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that's quite sustainable. I, I don't really see them there the entire year. Like, I think there are better defensive teams. Like, Draymond is doing a lot of the heavy lifting and, and doing really good. Uh, and, and sort of raising the level of, of play of the rest of these guys, but I just don't think it's it's that sustainable. Um, and you know their their offensive output is you know also really great net right now. Uh, like we talked about before, the Steve Kerr coaching, yeah. the Warrior system. Uh, you know you plug guys in who can uh, you know maybe they need some time. I think that's the situation we saw with Wiggins, who already was good. You know the year he was traded there, but he's even better this year. Yeah. Um, and, and really working well alongside those, side those other guys. But, you know, if I think down the line, when people start getting more serious about the season, like, I, 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 and, you know, these, these wins and games start to matter a little bit more, I think it's a bit of a problem until they get clay back that, uh, you know, their, their main guy is, is Steph. And if he has an off night, so far it hasn't come back to bite them. They've been able to mm-hmm. win games when Steph hasn't played well. But I think about against, you know, really, really good teams who are trying and at full strength. I do not see the Warriors pulling out games like that. Uh, and it's really easy because we saw it as, as a fantastic st- as Steph was last year. It's easy when you really do load up on him and force him to have a bad night yeah. uh, for the Warriors to kind of sputter out because uh, uh, as much as Wiggins is, uh, you know, and for the record, Wiggins is top three all time uh, for yeah, me. Okay. Course, those, uh, those uh, Scalabrini. <laughs> uh brandon roy uh throwing in there for love and then wiggins but uh you know he as good as he is he's not going to uh be that guy who's gonna you know yeah deliver this team to you know the sort of contender status uh especially when steph's having a bad night against those good teams as i mentioned so uh i don't know i'm a little suspect of the warriors i'm not i'm not gonna jump on the the wagon with them right now I, i need more time um, and on the subject of Wiggins, I think Wiggins, uh, that's a great step and a great thing that he did to, to score 35. Mm-hmm. I think he needs to, you know, to, for this team to, to really get better. Uh, that's the sort of ceiling raiser that, that you can have. If Wiggins can do shit like that more yeah. often, because right now him and Poole are playing pretty much identical minutes per game. Uh, but Poole is outscoring him uh, in, in yeah. uh, uh, points per game, just barely. Um, and I'm okay with them being kind of close in points per game, but I think Wiggins has got to be the one leading that. Like, I, I, I think Poole, uh, you know, l- l- like we said, he's been on our radar to start the season. And he's, uh, what, yeah, mo- one of the most sort of improved players from last year to now. But I think Wiggins has got to be the main wing scorer. He's got more yeah. talent in that department. Uh, he's got, you know, he's taller. He's got more strength. Uh, and I think that's going to make the Warriors way, way better. So. Um, yeah, yeah, and and Wiggins is actually shooting the three better than Poole. You know, Poole is kind of shot up or thought about as, uh, 
a sort of superior three-point shooter, but uh, Wiggins is at a, a better percentage right now from the field and from three. Yeah. Um, Poole is taking about three more threes per yeah. game than Wiggins right now, but um, but still, I, I think you know if Wiggins uh, can sort of slowly increase the shots he takes, uh, you know, and keep that efficiency, I, I think that's where the Warriors can take sort of another step and you know try again to make me a believer here. But uh, yeah, I, I just. I'm a little suspect. I need to see more. I'm not quite there with them yet. Well, the next three games they've got, I mean, they're all going to be tests. I mean, uh, they, this, so as of, uh, you know, recording this, it's Thursday night. So uh, today, as we're listening to this, or at least as when we release this, uh, Friday, baby, the Friday, the Friday night game against the Chicago Bulls in Golden State. That's going to yep, be a good. game. Uh, and that's going to be a real test, you know, uh, having uh, Levine and DeRozan there. Uh, and Vooch down low is going to be, uh, he's going to give them trouble for sure. Uh, then they yep. got the Hornets again. So we'll see, maybe the Hornets can, you know, uh, bounce back a little bit on that one. And then they got the Nets, uh, that yeah. third game. So the Nets, of course, uh, that's, that's going to be, uh, they're kind of the, the litmus test, uh, for, for any team right now. So, uh, I mean, yep. they, they've got their hands full the next three games. If they can win like two of three there, I think that, you know what, that's solid. But I mean, if they, oh, yeah. if they go one and three. Then you know, then we're starting to get into that pretender contender. We know, I don't know uh, where, where they fall. Uh, if they yeah. go zero and three, then I'm going. Yep, I was right. They're they're not they're not legit. Uh, yeah. But again, yeah. Uh, I mean, all the props to the Warriors there. Uh, I mean, if you're uh, yeah, they've done nothing wrong. I mean, they're yeah. doing as well as they can. I don't want, I don't mean to sound like they're uh, doing badly. Well, I just want to rain on the parade. Gonna, yeah, I don't want to rain on the parade, but I I think they're gonna fall off. I think. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're not going to be a horrible team. They're not going to be bad. I do see them yeah, in that range. Like you said, it's somewhere 40, 45 yeah. uh, and up, but yeah, uh, under 50, uh, I would say as well, just cause uh, you know, and this all depends on when clay comes back though, because I think clay yeah. included in this team sort of gets rid of all my doubt. Cause I've seen how dangerous uh, a clay Thompson and uh, Steph Curry backcourt, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. especially with Draymond green can be, we've all seen it. So, he 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 is the x factor here uh, sort of on the sideline still obviously but this team as is i do think they're gonna they're gonna fall off from this i don't think they can sustain this well sorry to all of our listeners out there on the west coast but yeah, sorry uh, Bay Area. You know it is what it is uh we, we we prefer tupac over biggie so uh <laughs> that that make up for it maybe not i don't know squash the beef uh but uh you know as we move into it we're gonna get into a little bit of uh some more beef in uh within the nba and this has been a hot topic i mean we could have let off the show with this uh yeah we got to talk about it the 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 Jokic versus morris slash Jokic brothers versus the morris twins and jimmy butler in a six-man tag match they're going to be wrestling in wwe soon enough maybe they'll do some kind of crazy ufc event i don't know but wow uh again this i will say i want to preface this first with this whole incident do you kind of think like it's like Yes, it was he pushed him over, and then, of course, fucking, oh, my God, Marquise really, he really sold that one. Give him the Academy Award right now. Oh, my God. to get up and then fell back over. Yeah. Yeah, when Tyler Hero, it's like you you got shot, man. Oh, my God. It's supposed to be the tough guy. I thought he was supposed to be a tough guy. Yeah, exactly. Come on. If I was on the heat and I was like, oh, yeah, like, this is our tough guy. He's always getting in guys' faces and stuff, and then gets knocked over. Immediately, I'm like, hey, you're not a big dog. You're a little big dog. You think one of the – you think one of the Jokic, Jokic's brothers would have stayed on the ground like that? Hell no, no, hell no, not a chance, not a second. Yeah. They probably, you would, you'd have to hit him a lot harder to put him on the ground. Oh like yeah, that. yeah, you would. Yeah. But uh, what I was gonna say is, like, what that whole scrum and everything blowing up, that wasn't even that bad. 
No, it like, wasn't. Yes, get a yeah. scrum, but like I was like, and then Jokic got suspended a game. Like, come yeah. on. Like, yes, it was unnecessary and it had nothing to do with the game. Like, it was so like I get why he and it was only the one game. They won the game, he was suspended, so it didn't even matter. Yeah. Uh, he got to sit down and relax. Uh, he told uh, Coach uh, Malone that he was going to be watching the game with a glass of red wine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so Jokic doesn't give a shit. Um, but yeah, that whole incident, it was hilarious. Like, I mean, what were you thinking when you see you saw that 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 clip the first time? Well, like, so my my biggest thing, I kind of was with you that it really wasn't that big of a deal. Even the like the scariest part of it was the it wasn't like the initial push. I knew Jokic was fine, even though. Uh, Markeith did hit him kind of hard, like around the rib oh, area. Like it wasn't for sure. Oh yeah. And, and we'll get to like that part yeah. of it, but just, just the big, big picture. Like you're talking about, everyone was freaking out because, Oh, Marquise head snapped back. Like it wasn't that bad. Like look at it again from the front angle and he kind of, yeah, his head goes back a little bit, but he's fine. Like Jokic doesn't like pick like, you know, one spot in the back yeah. with his elbow or something. And the guy like bends backwards, like, he, he bodies him. Uh, and, you know, when you get hit from behind like that, when you're not expecting it, yeah, your head goes back a little bit. But it could have been way worse. Like, I, I knew Marquise was going to be fine. Even when he was on the ground, I knew he was just yeah. kind of milking it. So, yeah, we've seen way worse. Um, but, like, don't take a hard foul like that and expect nothing to happen. Don't yeah. go and give a hard take foul. Like, I know Marquise was, was in the corner. The ball went down to Bam. Bam kind of pump faked and tried to go up with the ball. Jokic got him pretty cleanly. Like, I don't think that that was a dirty play because Markeith sort of saw that under the basket and then raised his arms up. Like, where's the call? But I watched that a few times and it, I didn't think it was like an egregious call or anything like that. Like, yeah, you could have called the foul on Jokic there, but uh, I, I think he played pretty good defense from the position he was in. Uh, and it was so obvious that Markeith was just, and the whole Heat team was just frustrated because they were, uh, you know, the Nuggets kind of laid the smack down on them. They were going to yeah, lose that yeah. game and they were really frustrated. And so, you know, uh, to give Markeith the benefit of the doubt, I think it's fine. If you want to go give a hard foul at, at, at half court, fine. That's fine. I, I like it. Old school basketball, uh, you know, go and sort of body a guy a little bit. That's have fine. some guts. Well, don't then turn <laughs> around and then act all like if you're going to if you're going to give that foul, yeah. be prepared for someone to come at you, like face him and see yeah. what he's going to do. Like, I, I'm fine if you want to do that, but he's got to understand him of all people yeah. like. He's got to understand that you're, you're, if you're going to get hit like that, you're going to want to retaliate. So don't push a guy, uh, take the hard foul, and then immediately turn away. And then Marcus is on Twitter later being like, waited, waited till, waited till he turned his back. And I'm like, he turned his back right away. He was like, because yeah, he, he knew like, that that would happen. Well, exactly. And he's like, you know, waited until he turned his back, but noted uh, SMH, you know, like, um, yeah, no, Jokic didn't wait until he turned your back and deliberately hit you from the, from behind because, you know, he's that dirty. Though Jokic can be dirty at times, uh, especially oh, he loves when he retaliates. He, oh, loves, he loves, loves it for sure. And I, again, I don't hate it. I don't hate it from either side, but acting like you can give that hard yeah. foul and then just expect nothing to happen. It, it's, it's stupid. Like we've both played basketball. You, we, we've seen that situation before. Like if yeah. you're going to, if you want to start something, go ahead, start something, but don't walk away as if no one's going to come and want to exactly, retaliate yeah. and hit you back. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's stupid. Not to mention well, any the sport, irony really. that, well, yeah, it, it, no matter or what just life, doing, hell, just life. life. <laughs> yeah. Don't, so don't hit someone hard. Yeah, and don't walk don't away. start. You know, don't start something that you can't end. finish. That should be, yeah. I don't might, start something you can't finish. Because I, I have been saying that since high school. So I might uh, say that, <laughs> yeah, one. but yeah. uh, the, the irony too, is the heat are the most physical fucking team in the league. They get away with so much fouling. Don't, don't you think that they are the biggest or sort of, you know, the, the team that has 
benefited from this yeah. rule change the most because yeah. they get to play more physical defense. Like, well, I mean, Kyle on, Lowry, man. Jimmy Butler, PJ Tucker, Markeith Morris, just off the top of my head, like those four alone are vets that have all been proven as tough guys. But after this whole incident, I don't really know who's tough on that team and who's not anymore. Because yeah, yeah, they waited. They were like, "There's the photo of them waiting in the locker room after." I swear that staged. I swear, I swear, Kyle was like, "Yo, it's kind yeah. of pick of me." Uh, we're gonna- well, no. And the funniest thing, the funniest thing about it is, it's like I saw somebody tweet it. And sorry to whoever tweeted this because it was really funny, but I don't, I can't think of it off the top of my head. I'm just remembering it now. But they were pointing out that like they're all sitting there posted up, like they're like such like goons, like tough guys. I know. And then know. there's just this one security guy standing in the door, and they're not even trying to move past him. Yeah. <laughs> okay, if you guys really wanted to, like, you were, if you were really about the action you would just blow through this like 50 year old man and go and hit their locker room. Like at least like the Clippers, uh, I'm trying to remember it was the Clippers and somebody else. They almost had the fight in Staples. Oh, the Rockets. The, the Rockets. Rockets. Yeah. And they were trying to get through the locker room. There was a hidden tunnel. LAPD. Yeah. They called the cop. Yeah. Like at least that. Oh my God. At least something, but like this was ridiculous. Yeah. And then, yeah, of course it goes on Twitter and the, yeah, they're talking, Oh, of course. Yeah. Away from turn his back. And then people started sharing compilations of the, Mo- the Morris twins pushing and hitting. Oh, they're behind. so rig- like, I know, yeah. I know there's so much, uh, so much material there. It's so funny, but then but, I mean, yeah, go on. Well, I was just going to say like, I mean, the, the cream of the crop, the best part of this entire thing <laughs> is the Morris brothers make a joint Twitter account. No, the they don't Jokic even- brothers, the Jokic brothers. Or what did I say? Morris? Morris, yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad, yeah, of course, yeah. The Jokic brothers, yeah. They don't even hesitate. Um, they make their a, a joint Twitter account just to start a Twitter beef and say, like, you don't want this. They don't even set an Abby. Like, there's not no, even a pick. No. Like, it's straight up no. just, like, they're coming in, like, with wanting smoke. And, like, again, if and no they one's they follow one them, person. You know, they follow one person. Jamal, Jamal Murray. Murray. <laughs> so, like, yeah, uh, it, it's insane. So, yeah, you go into there, and, I mean, it, I again, if you're the Morris twins, like, you got to, like, just don't. if you When you play the Nuggets ever again, uh, again, thank God they only they play, them play at the year. end of the month. They play yeah, it's at, gonna at be... the end of this month, which is crazy because yeah. normally East-West teams, if there's like something that happens, you're like, oh, we'll wait for the next game. But you only play those teams twice, and yeah. it could be like months down the line. But this one happens to be within the month, so – well, and the, the really? funniest part that I like, I like the most, and that's how you know that like these guys are real tough guys. Is the Jokic brothers didn't come out and be like, "Oh, like yeah, we will ki- would kill you." Like, what are you doing? Like talking, <laughs> they were just like, "Hey, like you guys don't want to deal with this." <laughs> just like you didn't, you didn't have to make this worse than it was. You could have like left it out on the court, not made it a big thing outside of it. And they were like, yeah. so they said like, and I, I didn't even think it was that. I thought they were pretty, pretty respectful, like firm. It's like don't make this into something more or else it's going to be bad yeah, for yeah. you and then of course they're well, like oh we're not afraid blah, blah blah and it's like oh boy okay well they had a nice life i mean their joint bank account that's probably going to cover the funeral uh yeah. i mean i don't well, i don't know it's just it's funny to think about because like there's obviously just like levels to this like i'm sure yeah. uh you know i i don't know as much or i don't know that much about the the morris twins like backstory like where they grew up or like sort of what sort of gave them this sort of drive to be you know and you know they've been really successful in the league and they've been sort of as that kind of tough guy uh player who you know who also has skill but you know someone you don't want to mess with sure yeah i'm sure and i'm sure that's true like i would not want to mess with the morris twins obviously at two on two they would kick our ass oh i think it'd be close i think it'd be close but (laughs) no i i I think they would come out on top eventually but uh like, yeah, I don't, I obviously don't want to mess with them as well, but like there is levels to this. So I, I, I heard someone make a point, uh, like Jokic's brothers, especially cause they're both his older brothers, right? Yeah, I believe so. I, I, I think he's the youngest. 
they would have been alive during the in Serbia during the Yugoslav separation, the literal fucking war in the 90s. Yeah. They were alive and around during a real war yeah. where bombs are going off. Uh, you know, people were fleeing. People were getting shot, like not to make light of it at all. But um, like that there are. Read. Yeah. Like so. And the, it also came out that Jokic said that one of his brothers like tied his hands down and threw knives all around his face. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, oh yeah that's funny and i'm like I think yeah he had an interview it was like they came up again it was from like 2017 or something and they were talking about you know him being afraid of a like a pressure or so. they were someone asked him a question he was like i'm the only person i'm afraid of is my older brothers he's like have you seen them because <laughs> they're his size too like they're oh they're big people. yeah mm-hmm. and they're jack like he's he's pretty doughy right they're yeah they're, they're ripped like they're in the gym and, like. and they do like a mar- uh, at least one of them does a martial art of some kind i forget which like they are not uh like they're not fake uh tough guys at all like i'm yeah. pre- i i'm i put money on the fact that they've either killed or like maimed someone <laughs> like either they, killed they, or like made them i don't know if you saw they were, they really were the guys yet. that beat they, let's say they were the guys that beat the hell out of christoph's porzingis <laughs> uh, a couple of years ago, wherever he was yeah. in Europe, I don't remember where it was. Uh, but yeah, I don't, if anyone's ever seen that, it's pretty messed up. But yeah, Kristoff is just just gets destroyed. It was like his second year in the league. Uh, I think yeah. actually no, it was when he got traded to Dallas, and the guys that did it said they were Knicks fans and they were mad about it. So they, yeah, still not funny. Yeah. Shouldn't make light of it, but I mean, no, no, but yeah, crazy um, story. But yeah, no, uh, I, both yeah, both brothers. Well, two sets of brothers you do not want to fuck with, but I don't know. I, I'm taking the more uh, the Jokic uh, oh, brothers on this one. <laughs> and, and so what? Another part of that whole beef that's just like the side plots from it. There's two things that I wanted to get on. One, Jimmy Butler proven now. This has happened a couple of times that like he's kind of been in question. Like he's never really been in those scuffles. He's never really in it. He is a fake tough guy. Jimmy Butler is a fake yeah, tough guy. He loves to I like. Know. He's a good trash talker. He's kind of. And I'll say this right now. Even though we had him as one of our scariest players. He's scary mentally. Kevin Garnett, same thing. I don't. Kevin Garnett, I don't believe is about that life. There's multiple times that you can see Kevin Garnett getting guys' faces. They get back in his, and he's kind of the one that turns his head to the side. So, but that that's maybe a debate for another time. But yeah, Jimmy yeah, Butler, yeah. But I hear what you mean. I hear what you mean. It's yeah, more. It's a lot of talk. Yeah, but Jimmy Butler, same thing. So when it, the foul happened, he kind of was there, helped out. He was just kind of moving around in the scrum, and then after everything divulged and then yeah, after and he's got 20 people in between yeah and then he's uh, just that's going, when he oh, starts I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna mess you up i'm gonna fight you up meet me outside yeah, come on. and then it's like oh my god you saw the cameras and now you're okay cool jimmy you're such a hardo man like yeah he, he probably went over to the sidelines and got rachel nichols and was like here can you watch this yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah. start screaming yeah uh yeah no i totally agree uh yeah that that was ridiculous because yeah and all the heat players after the game like uh from from like if i was a nuggets player i would have just as much to be angry about like i I don't think people are talking about how what uh morris did somehow wasn't a dirty play it was just a hard foul but what Jokic did was like this unacceptable dirty thing i think they're pretty comparable obviously Jokic's was worse because it was from behind yeah but at the same time markeith started it like it's not like Jokic went out of his way to push him from behind so that kind of in my mind evens it out so i'm like uh, to all the Miami, yeah, to all the guys in my, uh, you know, it, it, the heat locker room uh, freaking out about this, like, come on. Uh, and Jokic is a lot bigger, too. Like, he could have done, like, a lot worse. Like, he could have easily put oh, an yeah. elbow up and sw- hit him in the back of the well, head. He could have like, punched him. He could have punched him. He could have yeah. swung at him. Like, at least yeah. he, he he clearly didn't mean to, like, really start, like, a fight. He, he just wanted to hit him back again once. Yeah. Uh, kind of even the score. Uh, 
Um, and again, Markeith gave him no choice uh, <laughs> yeah. but to hit him from behind if yeah. you're faced in the complete opposite direction. Like, Jokic isn't going to walk he, he's around you. Guys and that, like, you. actually are about, like, the action and come back to him. He's used no, to yeah. punching a guy, and then they get in an argument, and then they scuffle, and then they get the text, and then it goes on their way. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, yeah, come on, man. You're going to do it, face up to it, uh, you know, wait for that, wait for yeah. the, you know, hit back or whatever, because that's – it's also like all the all these people talk about you know the, the nba is soft these days and like that's almost an example of it like you see what used to happen to, to people who used to drive against detroit in the 90s they yeah. get leveled and Anyone. you know any yeah any any team you know even back to the 80s but like it, it's not like those those players those big guys who would kind of level people out when they came in uh would just you know turn their back and walk away it's like they were they would they would give the hit oh, and yeah. they would be yeah. ready to face up to whoever you know came in and took issue with it but it's like you can't have it both ways. You can't be dirty and then pretend like you didn't do anything. So. Well, and that's the thing. And it wasn't even like back then, like it was the, uh, you know, just like these dirty players or these enforcers, like everybody fought. Larry yeah, Bird yeah. punches, uh, yeah. like Michael Jordan used to get in the scrums. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar yeah, has like literally this foot, like he's connected on punches. Like the yeah. only, like besides like maybe Jokic at this point, there's only one time in like the modern, like since my I've been alive that I can think of, besides Malice of the Palace, obviously, that there's yeah. been like legitimately punches thrown in a fight and i mean this, one of the guys gets in a fight like fights a lot but uh i mean he never he's never connected on a punch but i think he would do a lot of damage but serge abaca and robin lopez got in a big oh, fight shit. a couple well, of years serge ago and they both the, yeah. missed just by like, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 yeah. they were gonna yeah. both like they both would have clocked they would they would have both been like days like though they were uh, especially punches. from serge i, I don't yeah. think there's many other people i would less rather get a punch from than serge oh Ibaka. yeah 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 He's got the height and like the core strength that oh, you would, would kill. Fucking, <laughs> you might kill me. You might kill me with yeah. a punch. But and, and the last thing I want to talk about before we move on from this is uh, a little thing that I thought was funny that uh, in the bubble, Kyle Lowry when he was on the Raptors got into a, a, a good heated uh, exchange with uh, Aaron Gordon, and they almost oh, yeah, got in the fight. Yeah. And Kyle Lowry yeah. told him to meet him at his his hotel room, and they were gonna settle yeah. it there, and then. Now they're back. There's a big fight going on, and there's Aaron Gordon. Yeah, on the come Nugget. on now, yeah. Now Lowry on. on the Heat, they have a chance, and there's a photo yeah. of the them. And I mean, it may, maybe just looks like they're glancing at each other at, the, at that time. <laughs> but I was like, how funny would it have been if they just started going at it and like they had oh my god deep or anything? But uh, and again, I want more brawls. Brawls are funny. Oh, it's and, interesting. And awesome to watch. Is, as long as no like one gets most, hurt and there's no big suspensions. Yeah. This has been like the uh, most talked about like story this year probably so far. People. Yeah. Like, I mean, oh, people love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want anyone to get hurt. As you just said, like nobody, like, it's not funny when like, you know, it's like malicious and dirty. Like, I don't want to see guys getting like beat up on the ground or something, but like, yeah, if, if you're in a game and like it's heated and stuff, like give them a, give them a push, like get, get mad, get big. Like yeah. you're men grow up. Yeah, like, oh, you're, like the kids, kids need to learn to not be so soft sometimes. I mean, it's, 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 <laughs> it's good to know. Um, but I, you know, Jordan, I, I, as we move on, you know, I, I wanted to get into this meme section the memeable moments uh, that i've been Let's able go. to kind of start tracking over the past couple of weeks been a little bit since we've done this segment uh i want to start it off with we go from fighting on the court to guys used to be on the court that are now in sanctioned fights uh i sent you this post i'm sure other people have seen this now because it's now official uh a former like one of the best point guards in the league at one point deron williams is going to be fighting former nfl running back frank gore on the uh jake paul yeah. tommy fury uh undercard for their boxing match. 
I don't know what Duran is thinking, man. Cause I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, I know you don't follow like the NFL, like, like I do, but it, Frank Gore is a big guy. Like he's old. Yeah, I was going to say, tell me about Frank Gore. Cause I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know much about him at all. So a Frank Gore essentially, so he was a running back. He was actually one of the best running backs in the league for a while. Like kind of, he kind of has a similar style. Like he has a similar kind of way his career ended up going like Duran Williams, but he ended up like staying around. Like he was playing last That's year, true. I believe still uh like and puts up solid yards but he's just a tough guy uh he's probably the only thing that Duran has the advantage but it's not even going to be that big uh because i think that frank gore is only about 510 his most running backs are because you know with lower center of gravity harder to hit and they just are like these like just big tanks right um but like Duran's going to be so much weaker he's not going to know how to throw his weight like if you play football you have to know how to like you know yeah blow through somebody you can transfer that skill a lot easier than playing basketball to boxing so i probably I'm, got a bigger re- reach man he's probably oh got sure yeah he'll have the reach if he can work out a crazy jab like yeah he can yeah. He, he can make some distance but the chances of that happening in like a two-month fight or whatever the hell long they're gonna be training for i mean you saw nate robinson like i had a year to train oh for fuck i mean sake. he had no reach but he got knocked out by jake paul so <laughs> well, like like face first on the mat so I'm, I'm worried for Duran, man. Like I used to have one of the best crossovers in the league. I used to like watch his highlights and be like, I like this. I was one of those first guys. I was like, this guy, like I want to like play like this and Oh my God, man, Duran, please like just keep your head, keep your hands up, man. Keep your hands up. I don't well, know if you're eight or 12 inch, 12 ounce gloves, but please keep your hands up. I heard D will though, has been boxing since he was a kid. Like I, I really? think he, yeah, that, I, I heard that. Like, I, okay. I don't well, that, just, that's interesting though. I, I, I think he will have like, you know, he'll, He'll have good form and sort of know what he's doing. Like, yep. I don't think it's like a Nate Robinson situation, but, sure. uh, yeah. but yeah, like, I, I mean, yeah, I, depending on, you know, how good that sort of transfers to now, like, I don't know if he's yeah. been training up until now or like what's going on. I will say though, uh, Darren Williams, uh, like he has a really low center of gravity himself. Uh, so I, hopefully that will help him. He's kind of more meaty. He's not like one of the kind of like wiry, like skinny, uh, point guards or any sure, yeah. that you've seen that was what one of the biggest things that helped his killer crossover was his like core strength to be able to like, switch from one side to another he has a very particular kind of crossover move uh that kind of w- was his signature move throughout his career but uh, yeah, he, yeah he does have kind of a, a low center of gravity himself and uh, looks like like a lot of core strength so we'll see how it goes but yeah i would not uh in general i i would lean towards the running back uh doing better yeah frank (laughs) frank gore i i would i would be surprised again knowing that duran's been like he actually was boxing like earlier in his life that makes me feel a little bit better for his safety yeah yeah yeah, exactly i just don't imagine him his chin being able to take a punch from frank gore like frank gore yeah no he's almost 40 i think frank gore is old but he's like he's a Derek williams got to be he's got to be up there too probably late 30s but yeah yeah but yeah it's it's going to be an interesting fight, man. I mean, it's, I don't know when I don't, I, I was going to say, I don't know when it's going to get old. These like ce- these weird celebrity fights. I don't think it will. I think they're just kind of <laughs> no, like, I think this is it. No. Like this is like, no, this is funny. Like I, I will watch this. Like I'll, I'll come and watch these two random guys fight and it'll, it's like the worst fights. They're never good fights. Uh, yeah. except for uh blue face, the rapper who was fighting in like a bare knuckle fighting championships. And he's won. He, he knocked the guy out. He won. And then this fan ran on like into the ring and tried to fight him. And he beat that guy up too, like a random guy, <laughs> two wins in one night. Uh, oh, man. but yeah, Wait, but so, so the, the, the main Carter is Jake Paul and Tommy Fury. Yeah. Yeah. The son or the son, sorry. The, the younger brother of, uh, Tyson Fury, the world. Heavy I actually player. know who Tommy Fury is. Do you know why? 
because of Love Island. Love Island, baby. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> He's a handsome guy. That. That's, 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 that's my favorite Love Island season. Uh, it's incredible. You should watch it, Matt. Yeah. Tommy's I'm good, on man. Meets his uh, current girlfriend, Molly May. Uh, I'm going to be watching that fight. Hey, credit, credit to them for uh, sticking it out together. That's uh, that's uh, it's all good. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's been a while now those two. Yeah, I mean, hey, good for them. Uh, yeah, it's it's been a uh, it's been an interesting uh, you know, time for punching, fighting. Uh, and this one wasn't really a deliberate punch. I'm sure a lot of people saw it. Uh, it was just this past week. Uh, you know, against uh, it was a matchup between the Sixers and the Bulls. And Joel Embiid frustrated, turned around and he. <laughs> he threw this like haymaker and was like yep. centimeters away from clocking Lonzo ball. I mean, what do you yep. think would have even happened if that had, like, do you think Lonzo would have got dropped? Cause I, it, oh, I mean, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure Leangelo's probably hit him a couple times. Leangelo's a big boy, <laughs> but he's not as big as Embiid. Well, Lavar's maybe hit him a few times. Oh, no, I don't know. Maybe just for fun, but uh, <laughs> no, it, yeah, I think he definitely would have went down. Uh, it reminded me a lot of, remember the Carlos Boozer play when he turned oh, around and he punched and the ref punched the ref and it looked like he got him right in the groin but it was the ref kind of moved out of the way at the last time he or last second he was totally fine but yeah, yeah we see that we've seen that a few times where someone's just like pumped up about something yeah. turns around but another time it happened when remember when uh vince carter in the olympics dumped, dunked over frederick vice the, the oh yeah and he turned yeah. he turned around and almost clocked kg kg went up to like you know celebrate with him and, and vince that that could have been bad too but yeah it's uh, it's always funny. It's funny that never happened to me. I don't know. Uh, I, I it, like when we were playing. Can you remember? Do you remember that? Like being pumped up and almost like having to and almost hitting someone. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I, just, I, I don't think I, I always kind of kept like my wits about me enough. You know, maybe I was. Yeah, never yeah. You gotta act like you've done it before. You just. I I, I, I was always you know like keep it quiet. You know, I've been yeah exactly act like you've been there before. Maybe get a flex going back when I had the just like a wave like the oh, the Lillard wave. Yeah, 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 wave, yeah. I, or maybe the silencer. You never the yeah. silencer's always good. Sometimes I used to do that on the home court, not sure why. Uh, <laughs> I just felt like it, I guess. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's always interesting to see that kind of stuff. And again, like obviously that wasn't a real one, but it was funny. Like people were going around. It was close, so it was really close. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, moving on, another crazy moment uh, that's been going on. I, I, we didn't bring him up when we were talking about the Warriors earlier. Uh, but Gary Payton the second has been absolutely balling out. The guy levitates yep. on his alley-oop dunks. Uh, I mean, he's yeah. been amazing. Like he's the, he's the baby glove. Uh, the mitten, the mitten. Yeah, the mitten. Like it, but we want to call yeah. him the mitten. Yeah, I mean, he's been uh, he's he's been he's been balling. I mean, it's really good. Again, a guy who's really like paid his dues. He's bounced around in the G League. I think he was a second round pick, uh, yeah. like a late second round a couple of years ago. So I mean, he's he's really fought his way into this. So I mean. It's nice to see, you know, he's not just going off of, you know, who his father was. Uh, but, yeah, respect to, to Gary Payton from his play. Uh, but the oh, reason yeah. that we're talking about him here uh, was, you know, because of these crazy dunks he's been throwing down where he literally – it does look like he floats because he's not that tall. Yeah. Like, he's a point, yeah, he's no. point in the shooting guard. Uh, Gary Payton said – and this is kind of like a, similar to a Michael Jordan quote that he had on a, a late-night <laughs> talk show. Uh, but Gary Payton said when he was talking about it, uh, he said, he's just athletic, man. I was wondering if the mailman came around when I was out of town, wherever his athletic <laughs> ability came from. I'm just happy he got it. <laughs> I know. I love that. Yeah, that's that's that was what uh, that was like the only funny thing that Michael Jordan ever said. Yeah, I think that was <laughs> on a talk show, too. But that was that was actually really good. And uh, yeah, no, Gary Payton, who knew he was uh, you know, funny guy. But I, I was also a little surprised by that because I'm like, Gary Payton, you weren't that unathletic no. yourself. Like you yeah. were, you were you got to be pretty athletic to play the defense that you played. Obviously you weren't, you know, you didn't have the, uh, the jumping ability, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Shout out Gary Payton. I, I almost thought uh, when, when the 75 list came out, I thought 
he uh, wasn't on it. And then I looked and he was on it. And then he kind of turned into a bit of a, uh, maybe should he have made it? I'm not sure, but yeah. got to respect Gary Payton. Cause he, 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 he played, you know, even a team like the bulls and uh, you know, defended Michael Jordan back there in the night. Oh, so, sure. so shout out him. And yeah, I mean, it's good. It's good to see uh, Gary Payton, the second, uh, Falling out there, I think he's with the uh, the, the the best team for him, the Warriors, for uh, sure, because they they've got a good develop, development team there. So yeah, they, and they need that defensive guard right now. Yeah, uh, big time for, for their roster. So yeah, good good for him. This last this last one I want to talk about. I actually forgot that I had this saved. I was just digging through everything before the podcast today. Yeah, because uh, again, I see memes or I see just quotes from players, and I'll save them and I'll keep them around. And then when I have enough that I think are worth mentioning, this one so weird that and, and again this kind of out of context and i do know the context of it so i can kind of elaborate after um and this was early, like late october which before halloween so we're a little delayed on this um but yokim noah came out and was saying that he oh i think he said, I know. said derrick rose's acl tear reminded him of 9 11 okay what? so and, and that was that was that stemmed from an interview we did with the, on with uh, Zach Lowe on Zach Lowe's podcast. Okay, yeah, and the whole thing is so fucking funny because oh, he's a weird guy. He's, he's so just funny. so weird. so they would just be talking about something, and and Zach would be talking about like you know a, well one of the, the 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 things they talked about was the crazy uh, seven game first round series in two thousand nine when the Bulls played the yeah. Celtics. And the Celtics didn't have KG. Uh, so they weren't like contenders, but still a really, really good team or they were contenders, but they didn't end up, uh, winning, even though they probably, you know, probably would have made the, the, the finals if KG had been there. But anyway, uh, so they're just talking about stuff like that and talking about like games and situations that were particularly like stressful or like when Joaquin got heated and they would just be having a normal conversation, but Joaquin would just be like, uh, I don't want to talk about that anymore, man. We, we, we got to move on like in a really like weird way. And Zach would be like, okay. Okay, and then like go to the next question he's a weird guy but yeah he he, he was like he he tried to make it sound like it was like he, he understood that it was kind of weird when he said the 9-11 thing but he was like yeah and pe- pe- people will say i'm crazy and say they don't believe me but me that's how i felt felt the same way when i got the call uh that that, that d rose towards uh you know yeah D-Rose was injured that the same same feeling I got when the, the, the yeah it impacted him the same yeah. it was a massive terrorist attack yeah. <laughs> like that's Zach was like uh, okay man uh, yeah it was, it was insane yeah I would I would recommend going to listen to that whole thing too because uh, you know he, he's an interesting guy uh, very weird but like definitely had an interesting career too uh, he he has really funny stories about Tibbs too like talking about Tom Thibodeau and uh, the crazy shit he would do apparently yeah. at practices he he would just yell at Tom Thibodeau. Like when, when, cause Tibbs is like a guy who lives and breathes the game. And it's kind of always like breathing down people's necks about like well, another meme. You know, when, he told his, when he was a college coach, he told his, uh, his fiance, he, co- he called off the weddings. He said he can't be a basketball coach if he's <laughs> going to have a girlfriend or a wife. Yeah. So Tibbs is just obviously crazy. And he would be just talking about shit like well after practice was supposed to end. Yeah. And Joaquim Noah apparently would like scream at, at him and be like, stop it, Tibbs. You're making me hate basketball. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you gotta end this now so yeah the incredible incredible interview but such a fucked up thing to say well and it's and, yeah it was super out of pocket like definitely yeah, don't, don't compare things to that like especially sports like i mean it's 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 we love it but it's not that deep uh yeah. one last yoki Noah thing that was in the so he i don't know what the, i don't know if he's like what like the, like the drake like for the raptors role 
uh, where he's like a, a player ambassador, yeah, like a celebrity ambassador or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, something like that. That's why he was on the that podcast because they were doing like a uh, Joaquin gotcha. Noah Knights or something. Like they were yeah. kind of honoring him, uh, and <laughs> all the that old Bulls team got together. Yeah, it was weird because it was the night actually that the the Knicks played the Bulls so yeah you know yeah. Thibodeau and Rose and all those old Bulls guys were back in town so so yeah so exactly so that was the funny part and uh and so they, so they show this uh they, they have him come up and he stands up he salutes the crowd everyone's giving him his little applause it cuts to D Rose and he he points at him or something Taj yeah. is like smiling and laughing Taj Gibson then and uh then it cuts to <laughs> It comes to Tibbs and he's just like staring like blankly, like <laughs> looking like this like senile old man. Like he just like crapped his diaper. Like I was like, I was howling when I saw that clip. Cause it was like, Oh, this is actually oh, a really cool moment. Like this is, must be awesome for these guys. And then Tibbs just doesn't even know where he is. It's oh, like, what, like what's the score? So like, why are we not playing basketball right now? I need to see basketball. Yeah. Or I'm going to like, <laughs> yeah, my brain yeah. just turns off. I need to, I need to, play defense from the sidelines with my guys. I need to get in the crowd. <laughs> yeah. He loves doing that. Yeah. Why is oh Joachim over there? He should be, uh, he should be giving <laughs> us that uh, 37 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, every minute of a game. Yeah. Tibbs. Uh, I love Tibbs. Tibbs is the most memeable, memeable coach uh, from here to forever. I would say he's uh, is he not, definitely up there. not most memeable, but definitely the guy I find the funniest. <laughs> yeah. I think that it's like what he has to have the humor to like laugh at the eye. Yeah. Like, awkwardness of him like like if you if you like yeah. curb your enthusiasm you probably think like tibbs is funny i, yeah. I think that's kind of the, the comparison there yeah um, yeah good call but everybody i think we're wrapping this show up i mean uh i hope you guys enjoyed i i, I really i think this was like an absolute blast this was a fun episode for you i mean uh Lots just of funny shit. Just talk to like, shoot the shit and talk about this like i love it i mean obviously uh this is a little bit lighter side we'll definitely be a little bit more analytical in some of these other episodes but you know it's nice to take a load off and just you know take a laugh to sit back and uh, enjoy everything that's been going on around us uh but again everybody thank you so much for your continued support make sure to keep downloading uh each episode uh, it goes a long way for us uh, especially just tracking you know how well we're doing how uh, well we can you know serve you guys uh yeah. we uh we're on all social medias at big dog ball talk twitter facebook tiktok whatever you want we got it we rock it uh yeah. and, and lastly again we have a uh uh, an email set up. You can also, uh, we'll, you know, we'll plug our own. I mean, uh, you can follow me at Matt Acorn 13. I don't know what your handle is, Flegel. Uh, I think on Twitter, it's just Jay Flegel. And try hey, and figure out cool, how to play, spell Flegel. Uh, go yeah, uh, yeah. You know, have fun with that one. Yeah. So you can, uh, yeah, hit us up. We can, uh, we've got a big dog ball talk Instagram. You can message us there too. If you want anything, you know, anything you want us to talk about any questions, anything like that, we're uh, happy to hear from, from Yeah, and, and we want to hear from you guys a lot. Like we want to, we want to get a segment going or at least maybe even a dedicated episode where you answer some of your questions or we just review and, you know, debate some of the takes you guys send us. Uh, yeah. I got a couple already. So, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're building it up. So we, yeah, we want to hear from you guys uh, that have been continuing to rock with us. So we want to keep rocking with you. Uh, other than that, uh, this has been big dog ball talk. Another instant classic, Jordan. I, I don't know how we keep putting it out at this kind of a rate. I mean, it's pretty impressive. We're not stopping. We're not stopping. Yeah, where the train's not stopping. I mean, uh, the, the bandwagon starts here, everybody. Uh, but thank you again so much. I'm Matt Eichhorn with Jordan Flegel. And uh, as my friend Jordan always says, don't start something you can't finish, Matt. Oh, yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it. Remember, uh, how did the whole ball thing happen with uh, our, our high school teammate Nico uh, with that big guy, Van Schlitzenhorn? Oh, that? man. That did Nico was... take a charge or something? What, what, what happened? That yeah, was one of our only kind of almost bench-clearing brawls. 
I, yeah, that well, that was a great one. That was almost a yeah, huge bench for the ball. Like we're really about this, like me and Fleo. Oh yeah, oh guys. yeah. We're we're really, that's why I call the big dog. No, I said there's levels. The oh yeah, brother, it's the Jokic brothers. And that's <laughs> what it does, man. Yeah. So that yeah, I think that, I don't remember what exactly happened to start it, but I think that literally the, the guy just for some reason was matched up with him, even though he was like six four. And, uh, the guy we're talking about is like respectfully like five it's seven. Five, two. So, yeah, yeah. So he's like starting to, like, he's literally like, they're trying to just like edge for position on an inbound, and then he starts pushing him onto the ground. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Got back up the, the shorter guy on our team. He pushed this big guy, and then we were like, oh boy, it's going down. So everybody gets up on their feet. We're already on the court, so we're like spreading it out. And the whole time, Look I our cross town rivals. Yeah. yeah, I was just in this guy's face, like, man, like pick on someone, literally, literally anyone your size. Anyone yeah, your size. Yeah. Like, you. I was like, do you feel like a big man? Because he wasn't pushing anybody else. The only no, guy. No. Every time we played him, this guy wanted to start something. But you know what? Uh, we'll, we, we came we, out on top. We got the win. We got the win. Any day of the week. I'm a little out of shape now, though, George.